everyone, and welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. So, I don't know how many Gen Alphas we have listening to this show. Mm. So, Gen Alpha would be, I think, anything, uh, what, born after... Gen Alpha's like being anybody that's probably in their teens now, I think. So, they're like right after our Gen Zers. Okay. You, y'all are interesting folks. <laughs> I'm getting to that age where I'm like, looks like it's people born between 2010 and 2024. Get off my lawn. Okay, so maybe there's maybe this person was a Gen Zer. I'm not sure. I, I had an interesting uh, Starbucks experience today. I just thought it was funny because I remember growing up and doing customer service, and you usually would like greet someone when they came to the you counter. Bet. You bet. Right? You would say hi, how are you today? Or hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. I get sup. <laughs> uh hi <laughs> yeah so what do you want and then he's like talking to the girl who's working behind him and he's calling her bro and all this stuff it's yeah. just like really it, you know and, yep. and i'm like uh i will have uh just a tall coffee with cream he's looking at me i'm like that's it <laughs> yeah just tall coffee cream yeah and then he's like do you want sugar in it? And I go, no, no, just, just coffee and cream. He goes, no sugar. And I went, Oh really? "Mm, No, just coffee with cream. And he's like, all right, cool. And then I hand him a 20. Oh, and he goes, Oh, I'm like, Oh, cash cash. Yeah. Cause everybody uses the app, but you should have seen his face. He was like, Oh, like, oh my, oh my God. Like he, he didn't know what, how to handle. Well, he might not know how to make change. <laughs> I don't know if he knew what a $20 bill was. Oh. And then he hands me back the change and it was just this really funny, Awkward. like, because I didn't order a frap a blah, blah, <laughs> shit on a sugar stick, oh. whatever. It just was really, I walked away and I'm like, I might as well have had like bifocals and a newspaper and a <laughs> bitty chain and, and the, that moment it was really f- funny like the whole thing i'm like wow we just are in a very different world yeah and of course yeah. you know and not all he's also unique he is I, to be fair most of the time that's not my experience but it, it was it was it was something special yeah so you're like i'm just gonna go get my bifocals and my yeah. newspaper the best though is just he's like what's up i'm like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I would have loved to be standing next to you because I have a feeling we might have started laughing. Well, because I mean, like, he's if like, you were with someone else, the, I think you might the, have the, like looked at me, and I would have been like, "Oh." The two okay. best parts were when he goes, "No sugar," <laughs> and then the second part was when I handed him the twenty dollar bill, and he just looked at me like it was foreign currency. Yeah, like like you I handed don't, him a raccoon. Yeah, it was just so funny. <laughs> I like to hand people cash on purpose these days because oh. they're they're either um, really weirded out that now they're touching something infectious that might carry COVID. <laughs> oh. Sure. Sure. Or they're like, they don't know how to use it. Mm, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's really fun. So it's, it's a great psychological study of how people, <laughs> yeah. and I, my response is always like, hey, cash is king. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, how old are you? Yeah. Well, let's see Where what happens when cash from? goes away and all these people that scam yeah, don't have right? cash because that's how they scam. I know. So anyway, it was funny. That is funny. I, I wanted to mention that we now have a book challenge and book group on goodreads.com. If you're not, if you're a reader and you're not a part of goodreads.com, I highly encourage you. It's free. Set up an account, 
start logging your books, you know, enter challenges and, you know, specifically come and do our challenge. So the name of our book group on Goodreads is called the Terror Talk Podcast Book Army. It's specifically for horror, sci-fi, thrillers, or true crime is what we'll most likely be discussing. And I also created a challenge for the year. And the challenge is simple. It's really just 10 books. And there are there's a link in the group challenge to our website that just discusses the 2023 horror genre book challenge and the 10 categories. And the categories are things like read a book with an asylum in it, uh, a book with family secrets, a book centered on your worst fear, uh, and a book that represents a marginalized community, uh, a book with mythical creatures. So I just made these categories. And so throughout, and you have a whole year to do it. So obviously you're going to be reading your own books. We also have a book club that we're going to be, that we still facilitate and, and do all of that. So, you know, 10 books in a year is like not so many that you have to do just this mm-hmm. challenge. You mm-hmm. know, you could do your own thing and then maybe join our challenge and, it's again, it's free. It's a free way to hang That's out. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And talk about books and stuff. And also, you know, we've started, we, I literally just started it and I put a couple of discussion boards on there and then, you know, there will be many more. So please come and join us and, and hang out and talk again, totally free, you know, our book club and the voice chats and stuff that we do as part of our Patreon. But this, this is just uh, chatting and free. So come join us. Cool. Yeah. There is a movie coming out this year that I'm excited for. It's nice. a sci-fi horror movie by brand directed by um, Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg, featuring some of my new faves in the industry, including Mia Goth. The movie is called Infinity Pool, yep. and it is uh, about James and M. Foster, James played by Alexander Skarsgård, who I also really like, uh, are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La, La Tolca, when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Do yourself a favor, watch the preview for this. I'm not going to say much more other than it looks incredibly disgusting, bizarre, fun, and, um, you know, the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree because Brandon, you know, he has a similar style, I think, to his father as far as like this sci-fi, really gory kind of. Yeah, I like his stuff. So yeah, I'm like it's going to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really gross. Yeah, end of January. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's on my list. It's on my list. Yay. So the next thing that we're going to do, mm. you know, it's super fun. It's a little thing we like to call. <laughs> been a couple of weeks since we heard that and horror facts with cat we're super happy i liked the latent owl sound <laughs> at the end <laughs> that was my favorite uh, thing today okay. so. all right shannon all right. okay <laughs> number one ready i'm ready with my pen I'm sorry. I was on the wrong horror facts. Here we go. I was like, you already know the answers to this. Why is that? <laughs> Number one, what is the success rate of CPR? Oh, okay. I've taken that class. I've had to take it multiple times. Me too. And, and you really, <laughs> have, industry, you really need you to know. refresh yourself with it though. Yeah. If you didn't know in our industry, it's in every two, at least in the jobs I've had mm-hmm. every two years, you got to yep, get recertified. recertified. Number two, if you look up, and see an asteroid in the uh, in the sky. <laughs> Where else? Uh, about to it? hit Earth. <laughs> you have how long to react? Oh boy! 
<laughs> Where else would it be? On your face. <laughs> when you look at, when you look down and when see you an look asteroid down into the ground and you ground. see asteroid, you're already <laughs> fucked. Number three, in Get Out, what does Chris use to not get hypnotized? Got it. Number four, that one I know you know. Number four, E.T. was originally conceived as a horror movie. What was the original title? Okay. Interesting. And number five, who did Jack Nicholson want to play the role of Wendy in The Shining? Okay. Oh, I'll Got give it. you I'll give you three options. Oh, good. Unless you already know. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. A is Sissy Spacek. B is Jamie Lee Curtis. And C is Jessica Lang. Okay. I know who I'd want to play. Mm-hmm. Dude, that will be revealed later as well. Okay. Nice. 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 So let's talk some horror and stuff. I think you finished a book. Were you going to talk about the book you finished or no? I think I already did. You talking about the one from last? Yeah, I talked about it. Okay. Um, But I did, before we get into horror, I just want to say that I saw Avatar, Avatar, the new one. Um, Listen. (laughs) Oh no, we're going to talk to. It's really good, you guys. Um, I think a lot of people like to make fun of it because it's a big budget popcorn And there's going to be like four more of them. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I... I will say that not only is it incredibly character driven, it's so spiritual, it's so emotional. It really does dive very deep into man's destruction of innocence and man's ability to destroy something and then feel the right to take something else over. And you are, the movie's two and a half hours, close to three hours long. It did not feel that way for me in a bad way, which is, Unheard of for That's me. That's really unheard of. I did see it in the theater in 3D. So you you very much feel that you are on this ride with them because visually it's one of the most stunning films I've ever seen. But that's not what captivated me. It, the story itself, like my friend and I were bawling. We were bawling. I mean, there are parts where you're like, there's stuff about family. There's stuff about nature. There's stuff about, you know, in trigger warning, lots of animal harm in this film a lot more than I anticipated but all very much relevant to what they're trying to do and I I think if people give it a chance because the first avatar really just set up the world for people and the characters but this extends it now into lineage and into community and spirituality and nature and it is a very very different film than the first film and yeah, so I found very I found myself, I walked out of there, I went and saw it with my partner and my friend and we walked out of there and I said, that was the last, I, I did not think that I was going to okay. feel that watching Yeah, that. like you were, were you expecting to like it? I was expecting to like it. I was yeah. expecting it to be fun and very sure. visually, that's why I wanted to see it in the theater. I sure. was not expecting to walk out of there feeling like, it had moved like me to had, the extent that it had. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, good. I'm really mm-hmm. glad. I know it's divisive. and Oh, yeah. A lot, a of, lot of people would probably disagree, things. but um, I was uh, about 30 minutes of that movie on and off. I was in t- like heavily teary. Wow, really eye emotional. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. I love that experience, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what movie. Especially you when you don't expect it. Yeah. And no matter what, what movie you have that experience to, 
you know, you can judge other people for their choices with that. Sure. But I just think that like having a movie that moves you like that is really special. And I will say that I, I, I'm going to be really impressed if they can outdo number two because there's a three and a four. I know. And this one, it's like, I feel like they peaked. I, I don't know how they're going to be able to recreate at yeah. least this emotional experience, well, but I, I could be they, wrong. Yeah, I mean, they shot the third one at the same time they were shooting they're number all two. Done. So yeah. hopefully, well, I, I heard an interview with Sigourney Weaver on Smartless, Smartless podcast, and mm -hmm. she said that they shot two and they've got, they're going in to shoot two more in 2024. Oh, there's two more on top well, that's of that's what she, I think that's I what she said. I thought it was four total, maybe five. Yeah, wow. I think that's what she said. So well, I'll mean, tell you, after this one, I can see how they can keep going because they opened it up. up they opened it up in a way that I did not expect. Okay. So it, there's room to make five. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I saw Violent Night. How was it? It was a lot of fun. I love him. I mean, I think... I think it's added to my yearly holiday horror Yay, watches. I still have to watch. It's fun and funny. I think it's like it's I've added it to because it's a fun, funny slasher. He's mm -hmm. really great in it. So it was solid. Cool. You know, not the best movie you've ever seen, but no, but a fun holiday. Yeah. I mean, list. I added it. You know, if you're comparing it, there aren't that many to compare it to. <laughs> yeah, but, that's right. So that's why it's nice to just add another one, you know, kind of up there with Santa's sleigh and. Oh, God, Santa's sleigh is so good. <laughs> And then in another kind of more comedic genre, like Bad Santa and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like just sure. adding it to that kind of pool. Very good. I liked it. What did you watch? I watched Terrifier 2. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. I haven't gotten to it yet. Listen. I'll, listen. Uh, listen. She said listen for everything. Okay. <laughs> Guys. Today's a listen day. Folks. <laughs> So gratuitous, so good. Oh, okay. Uh, Art the Clown, this is by far his best performance. You don't know whether to be disgusted or laughing hysterically. He does such a good job at being terrifying and absolutely hysterical all at once. There's a twist and there might be there might be an offspring to Art. I can't this even one. with you. Um, oh my God. So this is, you know, in the All Hallows Eve uh franchise a couple months ago we were talking about how bloody disgusting had actually recommended this for an oscar <laughs> i'll tell you what it's i know that was funny it's two and a half hours long i don't know the last time i saw a horror movie that was two and a half hours long <sighs> do not eat anything while you were watching oh, it because it is so gross but guys it's good if you like gratuitous horror his performance and the performance of the lead. Um, she was awesome. It takes a little bit different. It does get a little meta and a little supernatural towards the end, which okay. I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Kaylee Hyman is her name who plays the main character. She's the, I think she's the final girl in this. She's awesome. Do you think it nailed the ending? I do. I think that it it fall it, it, after two and a half hours. You kind of it follows suit in how you keep a. It'll be interesting how they bring him back because you know they will. Yeah, in course. the way that he was taken out in this one. Yeah. Um. But I thought it was if you can allow your suspension of disbelief, which I hope if you watch these kind of films, you're used to doing. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But, you know, there's a lot of critics out there. Uh, let me tell you, I understand. But my God, he is a fucking psycho. Like he, they have upped the ante with him in this one. Nice. Yeah. The the first 
10 minutes of the movie, you're like, what have I just gotten you're myself like, oh, into? No. And then even when he's killing, he's doing this sort of sideshow <laughs> miming where you're laughing and you're like, how can I possibly be laughing at this? It's so disgusting <laughs> and so violent. Yeah. But he's this guy, uh, David, David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown. He is so good. He he's very intentional in his movements. He doesn't overuse things. It was, you know, I was watching it with someone who's an actor. So they were like, man, I really appreciate how he really has put a lot into this. That's character. amazing. Yeah. Well, I look forward to someone someday sitting through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll do it eventually. It'll be hard to do it alone. I sure. imagine. So. It's gross. I finished the midnight club. I'm stuck on it. Yeah, I don't blame you. How was that? Well, <sighs> let's think about this for a second. So I see why it didn't get renewed. I I understand now. I had to make it to the end to know why. Because the first, you know, ha a few episodes are super good. So, like, I don't know where I lost consciousness, but, you know, Three, three episodes in, something like that. It's What I enjoyed about it was, you know, there's two stories going on. There's these kids that are living in a home for kids who are terminally ill. And then there's a secondary story where these kids have gotten into a, a ritual of going down into the basement and telling scary stories to each other. And then those scary stories get acted out. And they're kind of fun. The scary stories are like the horror element of it, basically. And I enjoyed that for the first two, three episodes. I'm like, wow, this is fun. This is kind of fun. You know, like I, I like him and I like his stuff and he's trying YA and Same. okay, great. Yeah. And then like you, somewhere in the middle, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this and got bored with it or whatever. That's how I feel about the new American Horror Story. You can't finish it. There you go. And so I mean, started that because I know that's happened to me every season for the last five years. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, nah, I yeah. don't know. I don't want to get invested for something I know I'm going to peter out on. So, but I finished it mostly because we do this show. So like I wouldn't have, I, it still wouldn't be finished if right. I, if I didn't want to like. Yeah. Cause you had see, talked about it a while back. Yeah. You started. Yeah. And I, it's like, I, I want to see it through cause I want to be able to, to know why it didn't get renewed because he's so great. So what happens is the horror elements and the scary story part, like takes not a, just a backseat, but it's basically in the trunk. Like the horror thing kind of goes away and it becomes very much a drama about these kids and, who dies and who doesn't die and their relationships, you know, very teen driven with their relationships. But, you know, and I usually like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it just peters out. I got bored and then it was like, I didn't care anymore. Now, if it had been that the whole time and I wasn't going into it, you know, as a horror series, then maybe I would have been interested in all that. Mm -hmm. But it just takes this weird turn. One of the characters dies and I saw it, up to that throughout that episode, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then it just takes this turn. And I mean, there were parts to like, but I can see why it didn't get renewed because it just kind of like went off the rails and kind of burns out. It just burned out. Yeah. That's, that's where I stopped. I think it was after that. It was just like episode four or yeah, something somewhere like. in there. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and I feel like if they had kept, if they, if, if he had tried not to go in this kind of creative way and I realized that, and I love, you know, risk taking. So there was a risk 
he took it. It didn't work. And so it didn't get renewed. But if, if, if he'd kept up the formula, I think of the scary stories and kept them all in the house and had that evolving and given us that horror element that we're there for, that his audience is there for, I think that would have been better. Yeah. Instead of just like abandoning that and going in this whole opposite direction, kind of like American Horror Story does every single fucking season. Yeah, I think that's fair. In the middle, it changes and it's something else. It's the same reason for what you said about Midnight Club. It's the same reason I want to finish American Horror Story so I can speak to it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't finish it because I'm having a hard time. There have been seasons of American Horror Story that have not made me feel that way, but yep, me too. Um, I really There's a couple of really good ones. Yeah, my gosh, especially the earlier like stuff. Like Transcendent. But, it's the only reason why we keep fucking going back for more and hoping that I he know, gets back there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> especially no. after a season like Asylum, right? You're like, oh, where is that AHI? Where did it go? Or AHS? Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. to know. So I probably won't finish it. I wouldn't. Um, I would have DNF'd it. Cool, personally. I pretty much swore it off, so I'm glad you finished it. I appreciate that commitment. Taking one for the team. You're welcome. I watched a movie called The Apology. Oh, me too. Uh, I very much enjoyed this movie. Uh, starring Anna Gunn, who's great in it, Linus Roach, and Janine Garofalo, ah. who I miss <laughs> and I thought was so great in this movie. Oh, she man. plays a supporting character. 20 years after the disappearance of her daughter, a recovering alcoholic is preparing to host her family's Christmas celebration when her estranged ex-brother-in-law arrives unannounced, bearing nostalgic gifts and a heavy secret. Isolation horror. I, I personally only have good things to say about it. Janine Garofalo's performance was fucking awesome and such a great addition to this cast and and just character base i thought it was very character driven i thought anna gunn was spectacular i was definitely definitely kept me captivated and i just think it's worth a watch personally cool. what did you think um i didn't like it as much as you i thought the good the acting was good I thought the tension that was being built was really good. This mm-hmm. is very much uh, the tension gets really built. I felt it was pretty predictable. In my mind, pretty early on, I could see that it was like a misery-esque isolation, like revenge, holiday horror kind of thing. And it doesn't live up to mis- misery, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I see if you compared it like so that. So I kind yeah. of like, you know, had that in my mind. Um, unfortunately, I didn't think, you know, I just, yeah. Mm. Didn't live up. And I didn't understand why Janine's character was there. I mean, I love her. I wish she was in it more. Yeah. I love her so much. But I didn't quite understand what she was there for. But, you know, I, I definitely like, I mean, the reason why I wanted to watch it is because I love an isolation horror. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was snowy and it's yeah. kind of wintry and all I that. I dug it. I think if you That's compare great. it to Misery, I could see where you would feel that it just didn't quite deliver. Right on. That's why we're here. Different opinions. And it's kind of fun when we have different opinions. That's why it was enjoyable to do the cabinet of curiosities episode uh, last week because, you know, everybody's got a different stuff. We all got opinions and some of you will agree with one of us and some of you will agree with none of us. (laughs) I watched the menu. Oh, how was that? It's really good. Yeah. Uh, 2022 movie, comedy horror thriller with uh, Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor Joy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it's a young couple travels to a remote island to eat an exclusive restaurant at an exclusive restaurant, where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. It's really good movie. 
It's like I gave it a four out of five stars. Like it's solid. There's a lot of people that you'll recognize in it. Judith Light, Mm -hmm. John Leguizamo, you know, obviously Ralph Fiennes. Um, There's just a lot of faces that you'll recognize and a lot of really good acting. And it's a good script and it, it unfolds really well. And it's just, it's got solid gore. It's got solid surprises. It's got solid horror. It's it's a really good one. Great. Yeah, on Netflix. I bet that's well, that one's on my list. So right, maybe I'll right watch on. it and then let you know what yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'll write it down here. So I want to give one shout out and then I'll talk about another movie. Ice, thank you for having me watch Scare Package 2. That was right up my alley and flipping hilarious. I really enjoyed that. I was laughing through most oh, of it. Oh, I'm he glad had, I, we, I watched yeah. it too. Yeah. I know you all watched it together and yeah. he had he had said, you know, I think Rose would like this. And, yep. Um, I definitely did. So thank you for that recommendation. Awesome. The other one that I I watch, I want to bring up because it's probably going to be up for some awards. It's um, it's actually labeled a comedy horror drama, uh, <laughs> the, which is interesting. Yeah. I actually think it's more of a mental health film, but mm. the the movie White Noise mm-hmm. with uh, Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, and Don Cheadle, I loved how bizarre um, this movie was. There's so many different undertones happening in this movie. So Great. it dramatizes a contemporary American family's attempt to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with the universal mystery of love, death, and the possibility of happiness in an uncertain world. Adam Driver always fantastic he plays a very quirky yet arrogant professor who is an expert in Hitler and the Nazi regime and he works with Don Cheadle at a university and some of their scenes together are just choreographed so well I think the dialogue and the the cadence of the dialogue is a lot of fun uh, Greta Gerwig, who plays his wife, just gives a great performance. It, it, there's a lot of different emotions that you go through mm. in this film. It really, it starts, there, it, the film has a lot of death anxiety. Um, there's a lot of existential themes in it and what people will do to either deny or preserve their the fact that we have an expiration date. And Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig are married and dealing with, at the very beginning, there is an airborne toxic event and because it starts off in the seventies and they live in suburban Ohio. And from there it twists and turns into all these different things going on. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Danny Elfman does the music. It's so bizarre and nothing like I've ever seen before. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a screener of it. I just haven't probably because I think it's going to be, yeah, they've kind of been pushing it for that. Yeah. That's cool. I'm Mm -hmm. glad you enjoyed it. I'm going to check it out. I put it on my list to watch from your recommendation. So uh, the last movie I'm going to mention before we get to the answers to <laughs> is uh, this new movie called Skinamarink. Mm. 2022 is when it came out because it was a festival, darling. But it's kind of very, very newsworthy. There's been a lot of buzz about it. So I thought I better see it sooner rather than later. And I think it's going to be heading to streaming very soon. And I don't know. I can't remember when. So... When you're listening to this, it's either dropped already or or it hasn't. I don't know. But (laughs) I really liked it. And that is going to be a divisive thing. So (laughs) Skin and Marink, uh, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father missing and all of the windows and doors in their home have vanished. And that sounds linear (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. really not this is very very festivally very non-traditional you know there's a writer director that's behind this 
as a lot of these films are. It's very unique. It's shot all in like this glimmery, what looks like what looks like a seventies. You know, if they had cell phones in the seventies, yeah, <laughs> and it's shot on that, right? So it's very much. It feels like a found footage, but it's not. So I mean, this is very very original. And I liked it, but this is definitely not for everyone. This is a $15,000 budget. Oh, wow. So it is not for every horror fan, but the un- ingenuity of taking 15 grand and making this like would be just like a denial of the beauty of indie film. Sure. That, like I said, it's not for everyone. It's very original. It's uh, what I, what I thought about it was like, it's on the border between the mundane and the subconscious because okay. it's, you have to have good affect management to sit through it. But if you put your headphones on and you're in a dark room and you're just going to like buy in, I think the creep factor, like anyone with insomnia that understands that between that like hypervigilance and that fugue state that comes with insomnia, if you know, you know, like that what it's targeting Okay. But if you can't sit still in confusion, like what's going on, Mm -hmm. if you can't sit still in that, like I know a lot of people, especially certain generations have a very hard time not knowing what's going on. Feed me the answers. You know, you're not, it's not going to go very well for you because if you struggle to resist, like switching your focus from thing to thing, which I do, I definitely have adult ADHD. that you know it's hard it's there you have to stick with it but i think as you go and you keep headphones on and you're in the dark room and you sit in your own shit and what brings up for you i could see this totally as being kind of therapy for people Mm -hmm. who deal with that kind of insomnia Mm -hmm. it's got a creep factor that's undeniable and i just think for 15 grand it made a splash on the festival circuit it's an indie film like i always want to support that and i think it's worth a watch love it yeah very good Right on. Do we think we want some answers to the you for the monkey sounds? <laughs> Owl at the beginning. I like the, the monkey. monkey version of the song. What's the success rate of CPR? Um, I don't know, twenty five percent or something. Barely ten percent. That's kind of scary. That's a horror fact. <laughs> it sure is. If you look up and see an asteroid in the sky about to hit Earth, about how much, how long do you have to react? I think it's kind of a while, like like a week or two? About a second. Oh. So I think once it's visual. Oh, once it's visual. You look up and you see it, it's coming. Oh, bummer. Get out of the way, which you really can't. Yeah, I mean. There's nowhere to go. Hug your dog. I thought it was one of those things where it went through the sky like for a long time. I think they can see it on satellite for a long time. Oh, but I think okay. once you can see once it, we the can human see eye. It. Oh, golly. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Got In it. Get Out, what does Chris use to not get hypnotized? Picks cotton out yeah. of the chair. He absolutely does. Great scene. Great scene. Number four, E.T. was originally conceived as a horror movie. What was the original title? I have no idea. Night Skies. Oh, how interesting. Night skies, yeah, not so horrific, really. I mean, he's so cute. He is cute. Number five, who did Jack Nicholson want to play the role of Wendy in The Shining? Sissy Spacek, Jamie Lee Curtis, or Jessica Lange? 
So I don't know, but I want to say that I have, I think that Sissy Spacek would have been a great casting maneuver at that time, especially, but I would have wanted Jessica Lange to play that role. That's who he wanted. Okay, good. (laughs) I threw in Sissy Spacek because I feel the same way. I think she would have played that role really well. She would have been a great casting choice, but Jessica Lange would have fucking knocked it out of the park because as far as I'm concerned, she could do anything. And she could have handled the POS. He's so right. Jack, I hear you. He could have, she could have handled that director. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I I just, yeah. Like you said, she could have handled it. And, uh, oh man, now I'm thinking about that movie. Mm -hmm. She's so good. All right. Thank you so much (laughs) for listening. That was fun. Thank you so much for listening. This has been an episode of terror talk. My name is Shannon and I'm Kathy sleep safe. Everyone.